Hey everyone, DJ Ron Mess here. I just want to say a couple of quick things before the program begins. First off, tonight's episode is not live, it's taped. This is um, a panel we did at ZenkaiCon 2014 where we did a quote-unquote live podcast there. So, the reason why this is up is because I'm off seeing Baby Metal, and since I do run the console for recording and the streaming, it didn't make any sense to do a show, so... Everybody else, Ari and Mako and Avalon, they all have the night off, so they're all doing their thing and so forth. So, we will be back with a brand new episode next week. Also, I want to say that this week's episode of Anime Jam Session is dedicated to a longtime friend of mine. He's also a longtime friend of the anime cosplay community. His name is Daniel Tarash. Most people know him as Big Danny T. In case you probably have not heard, uh, Big Danny T passed on Friday night. He was a great man. It really hurts me a little bit more because we both served in the uh, Marines. We weren't in the same unit or same troop, but we did enlist, you know, for a common cause. This guy, he was an amazing person jolly he was fun to be around he always had something cool to say you know he you always saw him at NecoCon, katsukon ama a lot of the east coast conventions he was one of the people you always look forward to seeing at conventions i remember meeting him backstage at otakon 2003 after i did my uh pimp daddy artemis skit and we started talking about wrestling and it went downhill from there and on because that through twitter like and over like the last year or so we would tweet back and forth about wrestling so yeah Big Danny T you left a great impact on us never realized how much we'd all miss you but we do wish you were here wish you could be here hanging out with us but you know what it's all good everybody misses you we're going to celebrate you. You are a great person. And from one Marine to another, hoorah, Devil Dog, give them hell. Did you run mess? Sign it off. Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S. Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Nothing like good water after a maple bacon donut and coffee. Shut up. <laughs> Yours is upstairs in the room. Shut up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session Zenkai Con Edition. I'm DJ Ron Mass. And I'm Mako-chan. Normally in the middle here would be our third cohort, uh, Ari Rockefeller, but he couldn't make it this year due to the fact that his job called him into work this morning. Aww. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. All right, normally, all right, normally, Anime Jam Sessions is a podcast about anime, games, music, cosplay, the fandom, and everything in between. Um, I've been doing this podcast for the past five years. Our first live podcast was here at Zankai Commodore's over in Valley Forge. Our first guests were um, Michelle Knotts and Bill Rogers. Every week, we're on the Vogue Network, and we just talk about <clears throat> anime, cosplay, Stuff that kind of grinds our gears and so forth. 
normally there'd be some more music playing in the background, but I can't remote to my machine at home, so I'm like, I'll just have to go in and edit all the music in later and put it on our podcast. Um, our site is AnimeJamSession.com. Mostly you'll see like every week a blog post from me about the episodes, if you happen to miss it, how you can download it and listen to it and all that cool stuff. So um, I've been cosplaying for about 15 years, give or take. Now I just casually cosplay. I run around like a like a goof with this with the staff shirt, you know, taking pictures and good stuff. So, like a few years back, I came across her, and I'm like, I just can't get rid of her. A few. A few. A few. A few. A few. Yes, a few. I didn't realize that over a decade was a few. You know, math wasn't my strong point. Nothing's your strong point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'm Mako-chan. I've uh, been helping out the podcasts off and on for uh, the last uh, three or four years. Yeah. Um, I've been on the podcast for the last year and a half mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been cosplaying for 12 years now. Yeah. Right? That's how long I've known you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's basically it. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit tired because I'm actually working. I'm staff for the convention, so I'm just a little bit tired. I'm kind of sort of tired. I'm in a room full of uh, eight other people. All cosplayers, all fighting for the bathroom at yeah. the same time. So it's like this. The more people you have in your room, the most likely the earlier you'll have to get up to get to the bathroom before everybody else. Uh, normally we have like an outline of stuff So we usually start things off with How was your week, how was your day and I have music, but not this time So, uh, Mako, how was your week and how was your day? Tiring <laughs> I've been getting ready for Zenkai Con Yay, Zenkai Con I know that feel uh, But yeah, it's um, it's been crazy uh, I am the head of the video department So if you have any issues with... Uh, the video rooms or what they're playing or anything like that you can talk to him he's my assistant it's my duo Bad duo. um he takes all complaints so that uh i don't have to deal with it until sunday <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um i've just been getting ready for zenkai Khan, uh getting everything together getting my cosplay together uh i'm one of the few staffers that actually does cosplay mainly because uh, my job is sitting in a dark room for eight hours a day. So it doesn't really matter what I'm wearing. Oh, I wouldn't say that now. It really didn't matter, you know? Hey, I said wearing. So yes, <laughs> I have to wear clothes, okay? Don't don't go there. Don't d- Just don't. Oh, loud. All right. Uh, my week and days are pretty good. I do tech support for a bank. So pretty much I just sit there and I stare at a queue full of tickets and it's like, um, somebody needs help. Open. Oh, this is not this is not my department. This is New York. Send a ticket to New York. Send this ticket to New Oh, wait. This is actually mine. You mean to tell me I have to leave my office to go help somebody? Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? We have actually said that to a couple of people. Because you have to understand, people will leave, at the end of the day, they don't turn the machines off. They just hit the Windows key and L to lock their machines and walk away. Then they come back, and this is where it leaves off. If they're on a laptop, they'll just close it, and just walk away, come back and reopen, 
And it's usually a problem if they've just changed their password and they forgot to update it on the network because it won't see the new password, but the old Oops. one. And the way the machines are designed, it'll lock you it'll lock you out. And if you're not on the network, you can't get onto your laptop till the next day. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, um, we just got a bunch of new Lenovo laptops in and we're, we're configuring each and every single one of them. When you're at the top of the, uh, your laptop, you have those function keys. And then underneath is like a little icon for different features and functionalities. On these Lenovo's, it's reversed. So instead of pushing like F5 to refresh your web page, it's going to do something else. So we're sitting there for like the, not yeah, sitting there, Google surfing, Lenovo is surfing the site for like the last hour and a half, trying to find a way to fix this. And then our supervisor is like, well, you know, these are new users. They're going to get these laptops. They're going to have to learn to deal with it or not at all. And then normally if Ari was here, we'd just talk about how, you know, he has to collect the tokens on the, the tickets and the fares on the New Jersey Turnpike with people with attitudes and stuff. And then I'd interrupt you for talking about wrestling. But wrestling's cool. And I'd still interrupt you for talking about wrestling. <sighs> you see what I deal with every week? <laughs> like now, you're talking about tech, and we should be talking about conventions. Okay, convention. All right, fine, fine. I was talking about my week and my day, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, your week and your day is boring. But it pays the bills.
all right, normally we have like various topics that, that we find online during the week, but we didn't get just to grab topics because we've been so busy getting stuff together. So we're just going to pull things together, which how we normally do. Uh, one of the topics we was going to talk about briefly is uh, heroes of cosplay. And if you're going to throw stuff at me, at least get, let me have at least a five second head start to hide under the table. So I'll miss all the incoming rocks and tomatoes and rocks painted like tomatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you for that pun. There was a pun? Yes, and it was very badly done. I guess it was kind of punny then, huh? God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, how many of y'all see uh, Heroes of Cosplay? Uh, what did you think of it? Yes. You win the internet. <laughs> Unfortunately, the podcast didn't pick that up because they only gave us two microphones. But pretty much, you just said bad representation of the cosplay fandom. Yeah. After the first couple of episodes, that's how I felt. I was very aghast against it. I'm like, are you serious? This is actually happening. But then you have to take into consideration. We all watch reality shows, right? Yeah. You notice how most reality shows are very exaggerated. Well, everything is edited in reality shows to make it seem the worst possible thing ever is happening when maybe, you know, not so much. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a couple years back, that cosplay dating thing from Comic-Con. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. The, the, I was a part of that. Well, yeah, you were you were in the dating thing. Um, but they showed two people going on a date. Um and one of them, she just turned 21 and had her mother at the convention. And they showed the mother going on the date with the two of them. And come to find out that uh, the producers of the show actually told the mom she had to go on the date with them. Um, basically just to... For ratings. Yeah, just to rack up ratings and show drama and all of that. And she's like, I don't want to go on the date with my daughter. And they forced her to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have no idea what is going on behind the scenes or anything like that. But at the same time, the cosplayers are, that are doing it should realize that it is a bad representation. And, you know, all right, so never mind money. It ain't that much money. Unless they're winning prizes. Yeah, and it, something very interesting came out about that. Um, if you haven't figured it out most of the episodes f rotate around wizard world it seems that the producers between heroes of cosplay and wizard world kind of have a thing going um if they feature the con with their cosplayers they have to pick a winner if they don't pick a winner from the featured cosplayers on the show um the producers of said show will take back the money they invested into said con if not all of it some of it well, wasn't it also that um, the judges were getting paid to pick the heroes of cosplay? Yes, uh, they were. People. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't pick them, um, they weren't paid as much yep. or something like that. But yeah, so, I mean, it's all completely rigged, which mm -hmm. how can you have a real contest and have everything rigged? It reminds me of the game shows from the 50s, you know, like 21 and all that show. Well, yeah, but at the same time, that was, I mean, it wasn't fully rigged. There was still that element of, mm -hmm. 
you know, suspense and surprise. But this to be, I mean, completely and fully rigged so that the heroes, quote unquote, are, uh, you know, shown as better cosplayers than they might actually be. I mean, nothing against the people that are on there, but at the same time, when you're being paid to win, or when the judge is being paid to vote for you, I mean, how, how does that reflect on your cosplay? Exactly. And one thing I did notice from watching the episodes... Okay. I had to explain some of this to some non-cosplaying friends, some people in the geek fandom I hang out with. I had to explain, number one, the judges are not on the stage. The judges are usually sitting in the front row, or there is a table somewhere in the front there with three to four chairs. That's where the judges sit. Number two... There is no... If you notice, there's a little stand that says first, second, third for the prize amount. That's not there. Um, no, and a lot of conventions don't have monetary prizes either. Yeah. Um, I do know Colossal Con offers uh, cash prizes. AX ca- offers cash prizes. Yeah, some yeah. of the yeah. huge, more exposition-type but- anime conventions... But most of them, and they went to a couple of the smaller ones, mm-hmm. they were the ones that put up that money just to make it more drama filled. Yeah, but yeah, Anime Matsuri, because yeah, that was an interesting story. But the thing is, Colossal Con is not a big convention, they've only been around for like three or four years. Um, there was some debacle with Anime Matsuri where they were the groups win a cash prize, but they never gave them the cash prize because come to find out that the producers were supposed to give Anime Matsuri the money to give to them and they were waiting on that Anime Matsuri ended up paying them out of their own pocket plus interest plus other stuff to show you know we were waiting on them it's not our fault but you know mm-hmm. and you're right it, um, like I said it's very exaggerated but since cosplay is a, it's like a, not say a niche hobby it's been around but since it's something, this is very new, not everybody knows what it is, it's still going to kind of give us sort of like a bad light because, yes, there is drama that happens, but it's usually never that serious as you see on the show. And if it is, it's kept between like the little social circle that within your friends, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not exactly good when you go into work or you go into school and they go, oh, so that's what you do. Mm. No, that is not what I do. That has actually happened to a few friends of mine. Their, their supervisors are like, I've watched this show called Heroes of Cosplay. That happened to me. Is this what it's like? What am I, I have to a friend of mine, all the blood drained from her face. And, she, and her supervisor was like, okay, so it's not like that. <laughs> no, when, when I was asked, when I was asked, um, one of my coworkers, she's like, oh, I saw this show and they were all in costume and blah, blah, blah. Is like, is that what you do? I'm like, were you watching Heroes of Cosplay on sci-fi? And she's like, yeah, 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 that was a show. I said, no, that's not what I do. I said, I'm a geek that dresses up in costume. That's that's it. I, I'm, I'm not into the drama. I'm not into the, you know, I'm better than this person and that person's better than me. And I have to, you know, stay up for weeks and weeks and weeks straight to get my cosplay perfect so that I can, you know, go out there and do everything it's like I I, I don't know because yeah, honestly what's the point of 
working your cosplay to all hours of the night, then realizing the con is tomorrow, you pack up your stuff, you bring your fabrics, you bring your sewing machine, you're in the room till Saturday afternoon finishing it up just to come out for about an hour to have a good time. And then after that hour, you got to go to the green room, sit there for another two hours, then go up on stage to compete. You kind of miss And then them. the cosplay is never seen again. Exactly. I don't get that part. Well, I kind of sort of do. If if I'm going to spend that much time and that much money on a cosplay and only wear it for an hour and then that's it, that seems like a waste for me. I mean, yeah, you're you're able to sell it and mm-hmm. get money get your money back, but at the same time, it's like if if your passion is more about winning contests than about, you know, the hobby itself, what what's the point? Exactly. But I understand that whole aspect. I'm just going to wear it once and then that's it. I've known cosplayers who have spent upwards to about $2,000 on fabrics, materials, and everything. And it takes them a long time to get the cosplay together. It's just it's just so detailed, fancied, everything. And you're up on that stage. And then you're like, you're going to walk around in the general public with it wrong move maybe half that costume might just fall apart and it's not because of craftsmanship it's just how delicate some of the parts and materials that are on there are well yeah but at the same time that's something that you would you know whip out at the next convention and just because I've seen a couple of conventions mm-hmm. where people are in especially elaborate costumes with huge wings that span 12 feet and things like that <sighs> so I mean you're you're obviously not going to be able to walk around with that stuff but you're going to take it to another con and you know be happy and uh, you know I I mean even if it's just for you know people saying oh my god your costume is great but you're gonna I mean a lot of those people wear it to more than one convention but some of these people that do nothing but you know the 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 circuit of you know winning and losing con- uh, costumes it's like what what's the point especially if you win mm-hmm. if you win and then oh yeah alright I'm retiring this because now I have to do something completely different just to you know keep up I'm just like what w- w- when did the hobby become about you know making money and winning prizes Yeah, it's what it is it's just the whole aspect of now that you have the world cosplay summit and it's like Shit's just got a little serious, you know. Yeah, well. I mean, I mean, I've actually seen people going to smaller conventions wearing a cosplay, and they're like, "Oh, it's not done yet. This is like my trial run. Next convention is the same outfit, but it's been more drastically improved with more detailing." And it's like, "Yeah, I'm just wearing it to see how it works. I'm wearing it for the masquerade tonight." And then it goes back to what Mako just said: it won't be seen again. Except if it's on somebody's store envy or yeah, Etsy I mean, for sale, it doesn't. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, the the cos, the costume contests and things like that have always been a part of it. But it's, it's really only recently, the last few years, where it's all right. I'm making this specifically for the costume contest, and that's it. I will never be worn again. And then I can sell it and say, oh yeah, it won. Or if it didn't win, it's like, oh, well, it must be crap, so I'm not going to wear it again. That doesn't it, that doesn't indicate whether or not the costume was good or not. Mm-hmm. It indicates what the judge's opinion was, but yep. it, 
the the whole thing is like a lot of people are just like forgetting about the hobby aspect of it and the fun aspect of it which causes all the drama especially on heroes of cosplay yeah and they're saying all this stuff about you know being you know cosplay ambassadors and professional cosplay and all of that and it's like no you're a model who happens to dress up like video game characters or you're a model who happens to dress up like anime characters when you start forgetting about the fun and forgetting about the hobby that you're not a cosplayer anymore you're working Mm -hmm. and that's not i mean you can't have you you can't bring work and a hobby in unless of course you know you're gonna work at you know a store or something yeah um because one of the big topics from this is you'll see on various facebook pages for cosplays you'll see their cosplay name and probably in parentheses next to a part of their cosplay name it's professional cosplayer I'm going to tell you this now as a 15 year veteran of cosplay alumni yada yada and all that good stuff there's no such thing as a professional cosplayer you could be an actor you could be a model you could be an entertainer but you're not a professional cosplayer most of these professional cosplayers they're not really being paid nor are they being sponsored by companies for their cosplays they're paying out of their own pocket for it they can be a professional costumer but at that aspect they're going to parties and stuff and entertaining overall us cosplayers we're just entertainers if you look at my facebook uh fan page i have myself listed as an entertainer because i'm a cosplayer i'm a photographer I'm a podcaster, so that gives me some type of on-air talent. That's what I do. On-air talent? Yes, on-air talent. Talent? Yes, talent. Talent. Yes. Talent. Yes, Maka, we know about your talents. Talent. Yes. Are you done now? Talent. You're not going to let that go, are you? I'm just trying to picture you with talent. I have a small set. You mean to tell me you you don't listen to Kevin Smith? <laughs> All right, I think I think I derailed this enough. Yes, you have. But then again, it is the morning and we are drinking water. Yeah, I, I, I really should have stopped and gotten coffee. Well, you can have the maple bacon donut later after the show. <gasps> Yay, bacon. It is so delicious. All right, yes, so uh, have we beaten the Heroes of Cosplay horse enough? Never, but for now, we have. All right, so what's our next topic? Let's talk a little bit about anime and what's going on. Um, Sailor Moon! Yay! As you can see, she's Girl Scout Jupiter. And Bat Duo is sitting on a box of dosidos, which I might have to steal. There's nothing in there. It's empty. Aww. Sorry. Tease. Well, you know, I had to go digging. Did you really think my mother would let me bring a full box of her dosidos? If you were if you're a ninja enough, you would have. No. Not gonna happen, sorry. <laughs> yes, I can see you and your mother fighting over the last dosido. I can see that. I don't like dosidos. Uh, I can see you, your mother and me fighting over the last Ocito. Yeah. 
Thin Mints, on the other hand. I think I have like two boxes of those left in my house. And you didn't bring me any? You didn't ask. <sighs> Jerk face. <laughs> well, I did have a box of Samoas. You don't even like Samoas. I bought them for, for uh, Sonya because she was in the hospital. Jerk face. <sighs> All right. So, anime. Yes. Um. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of Sailor Moon news coming up. And um, um, I believe tonight on Nico Nico Duga. 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, I guess it would be tomorrow in the wee hours of the morning. Yep. Is the uh, stream from Nico Nico. And they're going to be announcing finally. Hope. Well, the rumor is that they're announcing um, the voice actors for the new Sailor Moon anime. They have announced that it's going to be, you know cast so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be you know the main five voices for mm-hmm. the anime it just means it's going to be cast members and one of the rumors is that they're hoping that uh, Katoma Mitsuhishi who does the, who did the original voice of Usagi Tsukino is supposed to come back to reprise her role she did say she would be a part of the project, but she didn't say definitely she was reprising as Usagi. Well, she hasn't said anything yeah. about being part of the project since it was announced almost two years ago. Yeah. That's when it was said. And she didn't say that she was going to be a part of it. She said she wanted to be a part of it. But considering it's taken so long for them to finalize everything, and part of that rumor was that they didn't have the voice actors yet. And if that's the case, it very could well be that we're getting brand new voices for, you know, long-time characters. Yes, and the new series is called Sailor Moon Crystal. So, because the first, if you've read the manga, the first, pretty much the first arc is about finding, it was more or less discovering the Senshi, getting the Moon Crystal, and defeating Beryl, all in a nutshell. Without the Rainbow Crystals from the anime. Yep. So, I'm looking forward to a more streamlined anime, closer yes. to the manga. It's like 60 chapters of manga, and we were discussing this on a on show earlier this week. Uh, I originally said it, they're going to knock it out in about 100 episodes, give or take, because I feel they're going to have what's called filler episodes, where they're going to like go into detail of some of the backstories, because... Unlike other manga, you can actually sit there and read Sailor Moon from start to finish and finish it in about a week. And it goes by so fast. But Unless you'll you're May and then you'll finish it in, you know, a day. Yeah. Most manga, there are weekly chapters. Sailor Moon was a monthly chapter, so at the time it did take its time. But when you sit there, it's like you got all of that. You understood all of that. But there's just some things that were kind of sort of left to the wayside. You could kind of assume what was going on. And then you had some of the side stories that were there that were kind of explain a few things. So I'm hoping that they would streamline some of that and just get in a little bit of detail. And most likely there will be the whole monster of the day thing just to kind of push things along. I'm hoping that they don't have a monster of the day thing. I want mm. it to be very very close to the manga I want it to be very very streamlined and other series have been able to do that they've added some elements that weren't in the manga like the uh, mm-hmm. the second uh, 
Full Metal Alchemist series. Yes, that, that was very good. Which is very, very close to the manga. Um, the first series, basically, they went up to where the manga was, and uh, the creator basically said, that's it, um, I don't want filler, so you know, finish the series however you want to. And the series ended very, very not like the manga at all. So it's almost like a completely separate entity. Yeah. Whereas the second series is very, very close to the manga. And there is, like, some original content in there to make it fresh. But I I enjoy the second series more mainly because I watched that after I read the manga. And it was really, really close to being what it was. Sounds about right. Or you have, you know, the... um. I, I the I guess older anime mm-hmm. that ended up being so completely edited <laughs> that um it lost most of its you know true meaning and appeal kind of like a card captor a mystic adventure yeah don't <laughs> sing I won't thank you welcome <clears throat> um but yeah so I mean card captor I get it was for kids but when they brought it over here they really changed a lot and took a lot out merged some episodes together um to cut out pieces um but even in japan the uh, the anime um didn't touch on some of the you know subplots that were happening in the manga like one of the students actually being um engaged to one of the teachers and this is, you know, uh, fourth graders? I think even in Japan, that probably wouldn't have flown over too well in an anime. Well, it would have yeah, but flown, at the same, but, you know, yeah, like, but at the same um, time, like, the cultural differences, because yeah. that's one of the ones where it was, you know, they, they weren't doing anything because she was so young, but it was, you know, like, families being forced to marry or some something like that uh, it, it was like they they explained it but it was really really weird but at the same time it's like he's he was a teacher's aide i don't think he was a full teacher so i think he was you know 20 but still she's in fourth grade so i mean that i don't mind that the that wasn't in the anime yeah understandable but at the same time like going back to sailor moon mm-hmm. um when they brought it over here and changed you know, not just Uranus and Neptune into cousins, but <sighs> um, cut out some of the episodes that they thought were just too weird, like uh, during the arc with uh, with Rini with Chibi Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut out one of they cut out the beach episode, and most anime have some sort of beach episode. And they cut that one out because it dealt with the Loch Ness Monster? I think they probably cut that out because... Well, because it didn't have a monster of the day. So they completely cut it out. I would, Okay, I give it that. But also, when it comes to television syndication, well, half those rules have been thrown to the wayside. It would be like this. If a cartoon is going to be on Monday to Friday, <clears throat> 65 episodes... That way they can re-air the, all 65 episodes four times before the next season comes out. If it's on the weekend, it'll come in a variety of 
13 for four for four airings or 26 for two airings so they so if it wasn't for effective as a monster of the dead they probably cut it so they can have their original 65 episodes intact nowadays um when a series comes over it's they really don't drop an episode unless you watch uh power rangers well yeah we won't uh, get into power yeah. rangers because that's a completely different beast of its own nature yeah, yeah. Because that's basically taking a story and completely redoing it for American audiences. And then, you know, redubbing it with Japanese to send it back over to Japan for some reason. Well, hey, in the original Power Rangers, Bandora did her, vo- her, her original voice. That was oh, pretty I cool. Know. That, that's, I'm not saying that yeah, it's yeah, not no, cool, no, but at saying. the same time, when, when a series is changed so much that it can be redubbed and sent back to the original country, that's going to tell you something about editing. Anything to make a buck, I guess. Yeah, but the fact that they liked it. <laughs> After seeing the original, they saw the the creation that was made, and they go, oh, I like this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about what they're going to announce, and we're definitely going to be talking about it later, but... Well, your yeah. big thing is, uh, you know, them taking all of the... Masters or re uh, reanimating parts and recoloring to do Blu-ray specials. Yeah. Yeah, like your uh, Ranma Blu-rays. Yeah. Yeah, and what was that Bubblegum Crisis? Yeah. Yeah. So that's your big thing is mm-hmm. uh, all of that, just uh, remastering, recoloring, and all of that. I mean, think about it. Your favorite anime on DVD, and then you find out it's being re-released on Blu-ray, which generally happens. The only difference is it's more episodes per disc, and then they have the Blu-ray Collector's Edition, where it's not as many episodes per disc, but they just went back to the drawing board, clamped up every single animation sequence, made it look crisper, brighter, better and you're just sitting there in front of PS3 with a grin like this <laughs> yeah that was me until my PS3 decided to stop working I have to go pick it up from the shop now wah 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 yeah but yeah so uh, how do you feel about them uh, obviously mm-hmm. you enjoy it but what do you feel about the uh, the whole kickstarter thing and getting people to raise the money to you know put out the blu-rays and get the collections together I'm I would say I am for that because it's getting down to the point where it's very expensive to license a series um when Naruto came out bidding wars for the series went up to a million dollars you had Funimation you had Viz you had um Media Blasters Manga Entertainment um, ADV Films Basically a lot of them yeah. aren't around anymore Yeah, these companies were actually bidding on Naruto to get the right to get the licensing rights Media Blaster said a million dollars were stepping out of this Pretty much came down to Viz um, And you also notice sometimes there are some series that you like that come over but maybe you only see like maybe one volume or one out of season out of the entire series only because the rest of the episodes not episodes the seas the sales weren't all the good like Kodocha 
that was a I think a fifty something episode series. I think only like thirty of the episodes came out due to uh, lack lack of sales. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, when anime is bidded on, mm-hmm. um, some of the companies will put in their lesser known yeah. anime as well and say, okay, well you can have let's say okay you can have Naruto, but you have to you have to do this anime too, and they might only give you a season of that anime. And if that anime does really, really well here, then a new bidding war starts. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily given back to that company. Yeah. Or they might say, well, you know what? I didn't like the way you did that. And even though it's popular, um, we're not going to give you the rest of it. Yeah, like uh, All My Goddess TV series. I think that was done by two separate companies. I think it was ADV Films. And then the second season was done by Media Blasters. It, it happens. And nowadays, like... Kenshin. Kenshin was done by Media Blasters. I believe uh, Section 23 now has the rights to the series. Um, Fatal Fury OVAs, that was originally done by Viz. Uh, another company, I can't remember off the top of my head. They have the rights to it now. But when it comes yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, you, you've also got Tenshi Muyo, where the yeah. company actually went under and somebody rebought it mm-hmm. and then, you know, tried to add their own twist to the series and completely messed it up. Hey, hey, you can't blame Funimation for those latter OVAs. That was Jenny on Japan for that. Yeah, I know, but they completely messed it up. How do you bring back Tenchi's mom when, according to the movie, she died saving him? Yeah, that uh, it's like the whole entire series. It's like, all right, so each... There are three different seasons and three different movies, and each movie is supposed to correspond with that season. Actually, no. They said the movies are designed so it can fit into any of the universes to make sense. They actually said that. Well, all of them can fit into any universe, but the way that it came out Mm -hmm. was that you had the series, and then you had the first first movie, and then you had the second series, and then you had the second... Um, so yeah, I mean, it can fit into anything, but when you have your series and you find out that your grandfather, who is old, is actually, you know, a still young prince because, you know, the race of aliens never ages, um, and then the movie comes out and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get sucked back into the past and basically help my mother to defeat a past enemy and then watch her die. And then, you know, years later, because the OVAs are supposed to be a sequel to the first season. Yeah. So after that, it's like, oh, yeah, no, my mom went back to her home planet. What? To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase crate. That it, it, it's it's. It also didn't help the fact that Tenchi Universe was like another retelling of the original OVAs, and then Shin Tenchi Muyo was yet another retelling of the OVAs. Well, I, Tenchi Universe was more of a retelling, but it was it brought in a couple of extra characters and basically took them out into space, mm-hmm. or took them you know through time or both. I think Washu is, you know, a Doctor Who fan. Yes. And don't forget, in Shin Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi picked option three. 
Yes. Yeah, well, that one... Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I like the series as a series, but the way that they pulled it off and, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to introduce a new girl and we're going to have her, you know, be brainwashed and that's who Tenchi's going to go after, even though you have two other seasons and two other series and, you know, Tenchi's always had, like, two choices. We're going to, you know, completely wipe his memory and send him off here and give him a new a, a new girlfriend and a wife or whatever. It's like, what? Hey, uh, Mako. Hmm? We derailed. Yeah. Well, we're Again. still talking about anime. I know. We kind of got... And we, but yeah, we, we didn't derail. We just stopped at one at one of the stops along the along the yeah, road. Yeah, we we kind of yeah. yeah. So we were talking about Kickstarter and anime. The fact that the kick kickstarting anime puts it in the hands of the people. At least that way you can kind of gauge it how many people want this series. So yes, the Bubble and Crisis Kickstarter met their goal within like three weeks, which I think was really awesome. So, for 50 bucks, I get the digital remasters of the original Bubblegum Crisis OVAs. And let me tell you this. If you are a fan of Metroid and Samus Aran, this is a series you might want to pick up, because this is pretty awesome. You have four girls running around in cyber armor defending on Neo Tokyo. This is pretty boss. But avoid Bubblegum Crisis 2040. Not all retellings are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really see a lot of anime companies doing this for titles that are coming out. It'll probably be for selected titles. I, I, I see that. Because, from my understanding, the margins on titles are kind of slim, so... Well, what what would you think if a company like Funimation mm -hmm. said, you know what, you guys want, say, Sailor Moon. You right. guys want Sailor Moon here. And... You want the rest of Sailor Moon here. Well, it's going to be such and such a price to get the licensing rights and redo everything because part of the reason why it wasn't, you know, fully licensed is because the animation company didn't like what was done with it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be this much to relicense it. It's going to be this much to re-edit it. It's going to be this much to redub it. If you guys are willing to pay, here's a Kickstarter. Do you think that would work for certain anime? Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. If there was a Sailor Moon Kickstarter that redubbed the series, trust me, they would hit their goal within two days. Yeah, that's... They that's, would. That's very, that, that's very, very true. Mm. But it would also depend on uh, voice actors because some people probably would not, um, would not put that money in unless they knew they would be it, voicing. They want the original voice actors to come back. And there are some people that are still pissed that Terry Hawks could not come back to dub uh, Serena in S and Super Zest. Evidently, those fans forgot that she just had a child and she was being a mother. I'm sorry. Being a parent to your kid is a little bit more important than coming back to dub a series where you are a parent to a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you also have to remember, throughout the English adaptation, only one Sailor Scout um, kept her original voice. Was it uh, Jupiter? Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. All of the other ones had at least two different voice actors. Um, the two cats, I believe, were the same? Yeah. Uh, 
for Minako, the voices they matched pretty well. Ray's match pretty well. Yeah, I mean Mercury, for, you could tell the difference. Could, yeah, yeah. With and, Serena, you could tell. With Amy, you could tell. No, with Serena, you wanted, you heard it, you just wanted to flip a table. Well, yeah. By the end, with her, uh, with her really whiny accent that that should not have been done that was not very good voice act uh voice matching oh canada (laughs) but yeah so what would be some other series that weren't necessarily finished that you would want to see kodocha for one so if they said you know what we need to raise a million dollars i'm swiping my card against the machine but it's not taking it yeah, I think um, I think mine would be I would want them to finish Fruits Basket. Well, Fruits Basket was finished. No, they only did one season. Mm. Um, it was twenty six episodes, and it ended in such a way that. So, in other words, you will see, you will fund for a second season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I this one is one that I don't think did well in Japan, mm-hmm. and it ended in such a way that um. You know, they knew that they, like, they were hoping for a second season. Yeah. But, at like, they stuck with the manga, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they were hoping for a second season because the way that it ended was, like, it just ended. Yeah. And you were hoping for another episode after that. So I would definitely, I would definitely throw my money at at least a second season for them to you know, pull everything together. Also, I would throw my money at Bastard. That was a great OVA. It finished, it just abruptly ended because they ran out of fu- uh, funding for that, and Ronma one half, I would, because the last se- it ended because of due to low ratings. I'd like to see them do one season that would kind of with the major arcs to kind of tie up the anime, even though... Yeah, but you didn't yeah. even like the ending of the manga. I know I didn't, but I would still like to see a tie-up. Who knows? Maybe Rumiko Takahashi had a change of heart. Final season of Ranma where the ending was changed. I don't see it happening, but the thought would be nice. No, I like the ending of Ranma. I thought it fit with the full season, like the full series of everything going on and everything going wrong. You actually like the ending of Inuyasha. Um, actually, I didn't really like the ending of Inuyasha. Well, that's kind of a shocker. Um, I it got to a point where I actually stopped reading the manga because I didn't like the way it was going. Um, but yeah, the the anime they brought like then when they finished the final acts and all of that, they brought in some of that aspect of what was going on in the manga. But I I didn't like the ending. Um, but it's, it's just it. It's like that VG Cats uh, comic strip. I liked Inuyasha better when it was called Fushigi Yugi. Yeah. Monocle.
What's our next topic? Um, we can gauge the audience because we're kind of down to like our last 12 minutes. So if you have any questions for us, feel free, run up, grab the microphone, ask away. Ask questions, us anything. comments. We will believe you. Yeah, come yes. on up. Yeah, go on. There you go. Uh, did did you guys watch the new anime Makaku City Actors? No, we haven't. The last anime that I know, I know. Look, I I, I, li- I live I live in New York. I work in Jersey. By the time I get home, I just have enough time to sit there, catch up with an hour of TV, make my make my lunch for tomorrow, and sleep. Somehow, in between, I was able to start watching Gundam Build Fighters and Kill la Kill. And I do like both those series, but due to work and podcasting and looking at my DVR and saying, I have stuff going back to 2013 I have to watch. And it's like, I try to catch up on Saturdays, but it's like, I have stuff for the website to work on. This will wait. Or wait, can't do anything today. I'm at a con, you know? But, um... Mark, what was that last series you had just started? Um, I don't remember the name of it because it's so long. I know. Um, uh, my high school romance or my high school romantic problems, cause something. It, it is a really, really, really long title. It's like a slice of life series, isn't it? it not. No? Sort of, but not really. Um, the series, it's really, really funny. It's on Crunchyroll. Um, I just really wish I could rem- remember the name of it because it's just a really, really, really long name. But it's like my complicated school life romance something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only like 10 episodes, 12 episodes, something like that. And it starts out with, um, you know, this, this guy uh, who's in school he's forced he's like cursed um to make choices mm. and he's walking down the street and one of them like he sees a dirty magazine and like all of a sudden the choice box comes up in front of him and he has to choose to read the magazine or um no he has to choose to either read the magazine or or sniff the magazine sniff yeah, it is really it's really 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 weird. But if he doesn't if he if he doesn't make one of those choices, he actually starts getting a splitting headache and if he still decides not to make the choice, he ends up dying eventually. Wow. Um so he's he is in school and um uh he's got these choices that pop up and one of them is, you know, um act like a little piggy in the front of the classroom or strip completely naked. Well now. It's 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 really, really weird. But that's I, I watched that. Um I did watch Kill a Kill and I did not like it. No. It's because of Mako. Well it is because of Mako. Mako's a Jar Jar Binks of anime. Yeah. Mm. Um but I'm so backed up on shows that I'm watching. I am taking suggestions because like I want to see all of this stuff to be able to, you know, complete my catalog so to say. Um but yeah, if you can actually write that down for me, I as I said, I'm always looking for new anime to watch. Um It is on Crunchyroll. Awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm always looking for new shows, uh, new movies, anything like that, just to 
see what everybody else out there it it helps it helps with my job oh just wait till you get like one of them high-powered newfangled phones on your break you'll be sitting there watching the episodes and we have a question from Vocaloid Hatsune here what about Rosario Vampire have you ever seen that I've seen bits and pieces of it it's kind it's kind of funny I I have not sat down to watch the whole series but it's on my list because I have a couple of friends who cosplay Mocha on a regular basis, so it's like, yeah, I have got to watch it. But I do have the soundtrack from the series, and I do enjoy it. I have this thing where I like to collect anime soundtracks. I have maybe almost, no, more, about 600 gigs worth of uh, anime MP3s. The other 100 gigs is normal mainstream music. Yeah, I actually um, have started watching that one. I haven't gotten too far in it, only because I get the, oh, you really should be watching this one. Or, oh, you really should be watching this one. I'm like, no, but I've got this one, and I've got this one, and I've got this one, and I've got this one. So it's basically um, just going through and trying to figure out which one at one particular point. But I have started actually watching that one. I think I'm on to episode three of that one. All right, we have another question. Come on over, bro. Okay, one, Rosario and Vampire was an okay anime, but the manga is more like action. Just saying. Anyway, my actual question is, like, I've been reading lately, like, how anime compared to, like, I think it started in 1980, like, with Astro Boy and how it started on TV here. And, like, nowadays... Like people can watch it illegally online instead of using the good sites like Netflix or Crunchyroll just because they don't want to pay for it. Like I think Canada has some problems with their anime, so they do that. And the problem is like the corporations who make the anime aren't getting the money they need to keep making it or the profit to make it like a second season. So anime is, I guess, in a way, dying. I was just wondering, like, if like what's your opinion on this and how you would react to it if like you knew someone who actually does that and didn't just like say meh, like whatever. All right, there's great a great question. That's a great question and there are a lot of great aspects to that too. Mm-hmm. Um before a show is licensed, um and they're not always licensed right away, the only way to get a show is to usually illegally download it. Um they also take that into account and see how many people are talking about it and it's like, "Oh yeah, I've only been able to watch it this way." Um, because it, it's not licensed and I don't know Japanese. Um, so the companies are looking at that and saying, all right, well, this is something definitely that people are going to be into. They seem to be into it. They're already following it. Let's license it. Um, it's after it's licensed that there are issues. Um, and it, it's not just... It's not just the illegal watching of anime that has the issues with um, them losing money. Um, Some of the companies, uh, like ADV, Mm -hmm. um, are still charging $30 or $40 for one DVD that only has three episodes. (coughs) Three bucks. Yeah. (coughs) Sorry, got some in my throat. Unfortunately, for a lot of the younger fans, um, their parents are seeing that, you know, it's only three episodes. I'm not going to buy a DVD for $40 for three episodes. And then you have to hope that, you know, if it's a Funimation 
or a viz title that it's going to be on there and if it's on like you that it's you know licensed through crunchyroll but not all anime goes through that so i mean that's part of the issue the other issue is in japan their anime like they have like the high prices for boxed anime sets and everything like that too but most of their issues with whether or not um the anime is going to continue isn't the money that they're making off of the episodes themselves it's the money that they're making off of you know the toys and that's actually a very very huge market in Japan that isn't brought to America which mm-hmm. would also help to boost the monetary, you know, the the money coming into these companies. Um, and that's, that is a big issue too. Um, the voice actors also, um, they're always, you know, you, you should be, you know, doing your best to do everything to um, do the legal thing to watch everything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people don't like dubs and a lot of the companies won't put the stuff out on DVD until the dub is released. Mm -hmm. You're getting more like the Funimations that are doing the Funimations, the Crunchyroll that is doing, um, the simul, uh, uh, simulcast. Yes. The simulcast of the release with the uh with the subtitles which is awesome and that's actually stopping a lot of people from having the need to download um illegally is because they finally figured out oh wait people you know people want to watch it at the same time that it's coming out um it didn't take you know i mean you've got other countries that have been doing this for a very long time um You've got a BBC with Doctor Who and everything, where it might take a season for it to come out, but it's going to be the exact same episodes, and it's going to come out here. Um, but even they have started to do simulcasts, um, like their big movie uh, with the fiftieth, uh, uh, the fiftieth uh, anniversary, anniversary for Doctor Who. It was simulcast mm-hmm. all over the place at the same time, and that helped a lot of people to you know not need to download it illegally. And a lot of these companies are realizing, wow, people actually want to see it when it first comes out. So, I mean, that's really, really helping. And they're really, really doing a lot now to cut down on the need to do illegal downloads. Um, And again, I have done it and I still do it, but only for those episodes that are not licensed. I will sit down and watch Crunchyroll. I will sit down and watch Hulu. I will sit down and watch Funimation. Um, But at the same time, until the anime is actually licensed and a company is putting it out there, there's not much that the fans can do. Because even if you download a RAW and you know Japanese, you're still illegally downloading the episode. So it's it, it, there are a couple of gray areas, but at the same time, the companies now are realizing those gray areas and are actually trying to put a stop to that because they are doing the simulcast and they're you know really really paying attention to what the fans are really really wanting but the next thing would be for some of these companies to um either not put out single dvds and put out full series 
but also not bloat the discs with so much extra content and have something, oh, well, here's the entire series for $40, but all you're getting is the series and you're not getting the extra content. We're going to add that onto, you know, the special edition and that's going to be an extra $20 or an extra $30. Um, and I think that would also help a lot of these uh, anime companies. Um, the other thing is... I think that would help is um, some of the anime that is coming over um, isn't being recognized fast enough. Yeah, because um, um, like right now with all these titles that are coming out by the mainstream companies, there are a lot more that are coming out um, through the gray market. That's what they call fan subbing. And one of the issues is that, yes, it is illegal. But according to fan subbers, it's not because we're not charging you for this. We're giving it away for free. If there's any money to be made, all it does is it goes back into server hosting, us buying the titles and stuff. One of my pet peeves is when, because what a lot of fan subbers will do, when a series gets licensed, they will pull their fan subs to show that respect. But now what some fan subbers are doing is the series has been licensed. It's available in a higher DVD quality. They're going to take those, rip those DVDs, and put their, their subtitles on top of that, which I think is wrong. I think at that point, you're pretty much just bootlegging. And yes, mm -hmm. I have downloaded full series of, of series, and I've watched it. Yes, the series have come out on DVD. When the box set's available, I will give them my money, like Panty and Stocking. I watched every single episode when it came out. When the DVDs came out, I went to Amazon, placed my pre-order, and I got it. Um, well, that's also a series that they, that as a whole, um, the U.S. didn't think was going to do as well as it did. Mm -hmm. um, because the entire series had come out in Japan before it was licensed here. So the only way to watch the series originally was to download it. Yeah. And then they got... You know, they went through and did the dubbing and all of that, but that's not one of the ones that was was you know simulcast. Yeah, actually, no, it it was syndicated on their on their site, but it wasn't simulcast. I think their first simulcast was Attack on Titan. No, no, um, Space Dandy. Was it? No, um, they're doing it with so many of them yeah. now. Um, I think they, the first uh, one was. One no, no, the first one was FMA Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, my personal opinion is this. As long as you're giving back to the community, I see it's okay. Some people say you're still wrong. Just say back to them, are you buying the DVDs? Well, no, well, I'm buying the DVDs. Yes, I am downloading them but when they come out I'm buying the DVDs I'm buying the merchandise like as, as Malka said for merchandise Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon when it was on the ratings went through the roof for that but mm -hmm. it never got a second season due to the low sales of the merchandise yeah and that's the live action Sailor Moon yes. and it was an amazing series but it was never brought over here um, it was I, I think it was much much later subtitled by Canada or by Japan itself on a DVD. But again, mm -hmm. those DVDs never made it over here until much, much later. And I believe that's it. We've kind of hit our, our our hour quota. Um, yeah. 
Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They enter, tell another friend, so on and so forth. We are free, independent podcasters. We don't get paid by the big wigs. What we're telling you is a straight up truth from our own experiences and what we like to do. Uh, check out our website at AnimeGMSession.com. I do have some cards up here if you want to check them out. Uh, our podcast is available on our site. If you can't get to it for some odd reason, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio. Um, you can always find us on the Vogue Network. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentations is Thursdays at 1.00. And the podcast usually goes up between Friday and Saturday. If we're at a convention, the podcast will usually be up that Wednesday or Thursday. Unless you're on iTunes, they have a schedule. It will not drop until Friday. I'm sorry. Uh, we're on um, YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. We have convention videos, cosplayer interviews, masquerade videos, everything. So definitely check those out. We have our own personal YouTube pages. I'm on as DJ Ronma S. Mako is on there as uh, Juke Luna, I believe. Yeah. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for let you know what conventions we're going to, when articles are going up, photos, videos, the whole nine yards. I'm on Twitter as DJ Ronma S. Mako's on there as Joe Vedea. And unless you have $10,000, she's not changing her Twitter name. I like my Twitter name. Exactly. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash session. We have a lot, over 2,700 fans. I just got to say, thanks for liking the content. I thank you all for showing up for our podcast and just hearing us rant about stuff that most people won't. Um, as long as you continue to like the photos, the videos, everything we put up there, we're just going to keep adding more content because this is our way of, of giving back. Um, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. Mako was on there as Makoto Mako-chan-kino, or if you're on the Anime Jam Session page, you'll see Mako-chan. You can just click on that. Um, and I think, is that it? Yeah, I think that's basically it. Yeah, uh, last words, Mako? I'm hungry, I'm tired, and I want a donut. <laughs> you my, have a bacon donut for me, so yes. I want a bacon donut. My last words is, I'm going to go switch into my Dr. Luigi cosplay and walk around for a few minutes to hand out chocolate. Um, that is it. Um, we, if you listen to us on Vogue Network, we will be live uh, Tuesday. We'll be talking about Zenkai Khan and some other stuff. And the following week, we'll have um, Avalon Cosplay on along with uh, Silver Phoenix. They'll be talking about uh, New York's Sakura Amatsuri at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, or kind of lack thereof, because I'm hearing that it's thunderstorming back home. So. <laughs> yeah, I kind of made a. Tw- post back on my Facebook. I'm probably going to get some I'm probably get so much shade for that. You always get shade no matter what the hell you post. I know. I know. I'm just a terrible person. Um, that is it. End of list. Great fight. Good night. Thanks for listening in to us. Uh, yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for showing up. Um, great questions. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can look us up on Facebook. Um, message us, ask your questions that way. Um, take one of our cards. Uh, it's the easiest way to yep. remember. Um, but yeah, we're always looking for people to ask us questions so we can get those answers out there, even if it may just be our own opinions. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Yes, it. And um, even though it's still the, it's still the morning afternoon, the tradition continues. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. 
I hate it when you do that. I know, that's why I keep doing it. You're a bastard. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!